everybody. Ray Bram here. Welcome to the podcast that will help you increase the income and influence of your book, Beyond Royalties. Book Profit Secrets with Ray Bram starts now. Hey, everybody. Ray Bram here. Welcome to another amazing session. I'm with my friend, Jonathan Green. And if you don't know Jonathan, you should. He's an international best-selling author and digital networking connoisseur. He's French, apparently. Jonathan makes enough passive revenue to live on a tropical island in paradise with his wife and four children. And we're lucky to have him today. Welcome, Jonathan. Thank you so much for having me. I love talking about virtual summits, hanging out with you. And I love hanging out with you when you're in the library. I feel like I'm playing a game of Clue. Now, you did. You're, you're kind of a master of everything. I, I learned a lot from you. You've done you know, multiple summits, but you did the High Ticket Affiliate Summit most recently, the one I'm aware of. And so, you know, one of the things I want to talk about today is just how it went with the, you did three pricing tiers and we don't have to get in the exact tiers because I know I'd be picking both of our brains down, but how, how did you feel that went from a summit standpoint? Because I thought it, for me, I looked at it as like, wow, that's, uh, I need to implement that in my summits, but let's talk about what you, you know, what those were and yeah. what, you know, what you did. Sure. So I'd heard someone else talking about that. And I thought about, you know, in all my other funnels, you know, you have upsells and different things. And so I have a lot of funnels, a lot of products. And I thought, what I really want to do is maximize the profitability of the summit and for all the other speakers and affiliates. So I said, how can I do that? And I had some ideas. I remember talking to you about them and you were like, I don't know, those sound crazy. I was like, yeah, but maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. We really didn't know. So it was a test about uh, a year ago now. And uh, we had the normal pass level. And then we had a forget what we called it, like ultra level or VIP level, whatever. You basically have, and then you just add other s- stuff to it. Um, I think I added some additional training, some additional interviews. Uh, oh no, we added li- a bunch of live stuff. That's what it was. We had two live networking events and two live like co-working sessions, which I had to Google. So we had added these other types of events that I knew people were interested in. I'd never done a co-working session before online. And I, they're really popular. People like to do it where they're all they're all online at the same time and no one's talking. You're just all working there. You know, other people are working. So it gives you that like library feeling. So people really like that. So I had those two types of events. It was um, a lot of extra work to have these live things, but also a majority of people took the higher level. So most people went for it. The other thing that I had was uh, an order bump, which said, hey, I had a summit last year called the Build a Better Business summit, something like it be build your business summit. I think it was called. And I said, Hey, you can get that entire summit for an additional small fee, somewhere between 10 and $20 and very, very high take rate on that. It would have been higher except for the shopping cart I was using. Doesn't let people who pay with PayPal to take an order. So I probably would have sold twice as many and I didn't learn that till after the summit, but very, very popular. So what I learned is that, and this is something someone once told me, it's like, don't, don't stop selling people like, don't make that decision. Let them decide when they're done by. And I was like, yeah, I'll give people a ton of value. And the people in the VIP pass, it was so much more work for me. Like, no, the, all the other people, right? It's already done, but they're getting all the live events, the additional stuff. There's things you can put in there, whether it's a, a course that makes sense, whether it's um, additional interviews with people that you go, oh, I have a second interview. Like, if I, you're on my son, I said, I have a second. Second interview with Ray, where he actually shows the back end of how he sets up email, how he sets up the pages, and how much he charges for everything and what he makes. So, if you want like really top secret information, you get that interview there. So, it's not really hard to have that second level just to realize it's possible. And the most important thing is to go, is it worth it? You want to give 
enough value that people like love it. So we didn't have a single person refund at the higher level because we put so much effort into it. And so that's really, that's how you know the measure of it after some of it. But it really was for me a game changer because those two things boosted the income of the summit by about 40%. Yeah. I mean, I, I watched that very intrigued because I, I was seeing that you're right. You got, you did higher. There's some people are like, well, give me the best thing you got. And you just, by offering something higher and then, you know, there was obviously some fulfillment you, you did on that, but that doesn't always have to be the case. And interestingly, yeah, there's a, I think that's Kartra's shopping cart that kind of limits you on bumps for PayPal. It's like kind of a weird dynamic there. What, what are things you would do differently next time from that, from that summit? Yeah. So I spent a lot of that summit going after really amazing speakers. I leveraged all my relationships. I got really amazing speakers, but then um, it's really hard to get them to participate later on. Um, there is some cachet. So there are some people who having them on your summit adds so much to you that other people want to join the summit. So sometimes you have it that way. Like you get an A-list or so all the B-listers want to join you. Um, but honestly, like the people that joined because of that also weren't that great. So the people that I got who were like, oh, you have these other speakers, they were kind of at least least valuable ones to me. So my plan for the next, I've actually been thinking about this all night, is to really go after people that I know can drive a small but very specific amount of traffic. And if I get 20 of them to really participate, financially, it'll be much better for me. It'll be a much better event. Um, And I don't think, I honestly don't think the fame of the speaker matters as much. It's more about the content. And I'm a good interviewer. You're a good interviewer. And if someone's terrible, I can just cut it out or something. But I don't, I'm not going to worry about that. I, I haven't had a bad interview for any of my summits, but what I really found the value is, is going after people that are excited to be on it. I'm actually, I was thinking about someone last night. I was like, I wonder if I should invite this person to my next summit. They have a decent little small audience. Not sure if they're, they're more, they're newer to the game. So I'm much more advanced than them, but I was like, gotta give people a shot. Right. So if I was like, you know, if I get 20 people that feel like I'm giving them a shot because they know I have a bigger audience than them, it's a win for kind of everyone around. And I think that's kind of what I want to move into is something where I leverage my level of success instead of just focusing on people that can pull me up, which has been my career for 11 years. I don't need that anymore. So that's kind of what I'm thinking about. So really, I think even if you're really small, if you can get 10 people who each send you a hundred people to your summit, that's a thousand people. That's a lot. Okay. If each of them spends a dollar, you just made a thousand dollars. That's amazing. That's real money. That's life money to me. Cause then you just do a summit every month and I make an extra thousand dollars a year. So, and you can build on that. So I'm really focused on that end. That's the f- first big thing I learned from it. And then the other thing I'm thinking about is the monetization afterwards, which is something we were talking about recently. And um, I'm thinking I'm moving away from selling something really expensive to switching and just promoting my membership. So that's what I've done at previous summits and it's been very good for me. Um, I've tested that two different ways. I've run it as an upsell run as an order bump. And then this time I'm going to do it after the summit. I think what I'll do is I'll make it available as an upsell for my next summit. And then all the people that didn't take it afterwards, I'll push it again and kind of say, here's why it's amazing. It's more community. It's more of this. It's a continuation of the summit to kind of build out that value. But um, that's the thing is that when you go from a summit to a really high ticket thing, it's kind of risky. And the more I know my audience, the more I understand the way customers purchase for me. And so I'm modifying what I offer to match what they want. I think that's a good point because you know, you've said that to me before. Look, my list, they like to buy offers that I'm an affiliate of. 
Yes. So knowing your audience certainly helps. If you're new and you got no audience, then a summit's a great way to get that audience. Like you said, just getting a thousand emails that you can build a business around that, uh, even if you're just starting out. And I, I like the idea. One, you're test using summits to test different products and, and services on the back end and launching something that's reoccurring, like a membership. I mean, that's you know, that's that's a huge bonus as well. So what do you say to people that are just starting out and because I know you well, you just mentioned doing a summit a month, which I think is a, it's a brilliant business plan. You know, maybe you've got three f- franchises and you're running them each a qu- quarterly, but one a month. You know, if you can keep up, the big thing is keeping up with doing all the interviews. But, um, you know, I, I yeah, think I that's a great business plan. I wouldn't really do that because it's a huge amount of work. Um, what I would do is take a summit, turn it evergreen and run it continually after that. Um, that has been good for my business. That's something I think is really valuable. The content doesn't really decrease in value. There's this idea that, oh, I used a video in a summit last year. I can't use it this year. That's not really true because the number of people who are going to be at both summits is very small. And the odds of someone seeing a repeat and taking the time to complain is even lower. So there's that fear, but I think you can reuse stuff and run stuff evergreen. I had a summit that I ran evergreen for like five years, my very first summit from five or six years ago. And I never had anyone notice that it wasn't live in all of those years. And they were still getting the value. I put a huge amount of probably six months of work into my first summit. So those fears we have, I think we can, it's just like, you just got to do it. It's just process. The secret to summits is just do the steps in order. I, yeah, that's a good point. And I've, I've typically turned old interviews into, you, you, we think that way. It's like, oh, I sent this email last month. I can't send it again. Or I, you know, or this, I interviewed this person on my summit and I put it on my podcast. Somebody's going to figure me out. It's like, if they do, they're just probably one, they're a super fan. And two, they realize you're kind of, you're drilling into their head, the, the, the concepts of that particular interview. And so, cause I've seen, I've read books you know, multiple books by the same author where they've literally taken one chapter and put it in the other book. It's like, well, that must be important stuff because I've read it before on this last book I read of theirs. And uh, so that's that's pretty cool. You know, in your case, I, I think the point needs to be made too is that the, I think too, by you talked about bringing people, you know, lifting people up by being on your summit. There's, it, it, if you're just worried about value to yourself, that's, there's, value in that if these people are up and comings they're just continuing to build their audiences and they're on your summit uh you know that's that that can only help you long term and i've run summits my very first summit i ran at the same time as somebody else a friend of mine and she had dean graziosi jeff walker all kinds of like superstars on there and we compared notes and I kind of had like the you know the B level players and I made more money, got more emails, did more business afterwards. Um, because of what you just said of the the certain that kind of celebrity type that doesn't promote. So I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. And it's not just that they don't promote you and mail you back. It's that the people I want to do business with don't know who those people are. The best customers and followers for me have always been people who've never heard of any of my competitors. And so why surround myself? Like, I don't want to be in a room where everyone's more handsome than me. Like, that's not what I want. So in the same way, like you're in a room. Yeah. I'm like, not when I'm trying to get customers or meet like someone, right. I want to be in a room with people that are not all making me look like the dumb, dumb when I'm trying to do a business thing. Normally when I'm trying to learn a mastermind, of course, that's where I want to be. And so that's what I'm used to being around. But I just kind of realized that 
99% of my stress came from that part of it, dealing with the, the names. And it was, and the thing is also, it's like the hardest part, and this is the real assignment, is getting people to mail, right? You get them to show up for the interview, and then like they feel like they've done you a favor, like, hey, another favor, please. And it feels very uncomfortable because there's this power disparity or perceived right where you're like, everyone's supposed to mail because then everyone gets value, but then they don't care because whatever. And so it just feels very uncomfortable. It's why I don't like affiliate chasing, even though I'm a big affiliate, people chase me all the time. So I like it where the people who are participating are getting a big value, right? So if everyone on my summit is sending 500 visitors, I'm going to put 10 or 20,000 people there. They're all getting exposed to 10 times or 20 times what they put in. So I blow, whatever people work with, I blow the side of the water. You know that, like whether I'm doing a book event or any event, I always want to destroy what everyone else has done. You know, I've done events where someone said, we got more new customers in the last weekend than we did in the last two years. I was like, yeah, well, that's what I want because then you want to come back. So I rather work with people who are at that level. It's kind of like, um, I listened to, I was reading something the other day and the guy said, oh, you know, we don't let customers make a purchase to the for six months. I was like, you're rich. This is a rich person thing to say, right? Like you're not trying to make a living because guess what? People who got to pay their rent can't be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to work for six months and hope that a customer wants to buy some of this six months. It's like, there's a lot of this mindset. You know, I saw, like I, I've seen some people say things that I disagree with and that's sometimes people give you advice that's very clear they're a rich person and doesn't know what it's like to be hungry. Like, yeah, I'm a little bit of a chubby guy, but I once didn't eat for five days. Like I know what it's like to be hungry. And so I feel like the people I'm training, they're in that situation. Like, I'm not going to say, hey, six more months, don't eat, just ramen. We've all been there. And then maybe one of your customers will buy. Like, that's not how we do any other type of business. So I try to give people advice from a real place. And when you're running a summit, you can get people with small audiences and they're going to work with you. And they're going to be excited because you get 10 people, they each send 100 each of them is introduced to 900 new people. They're all going to grow and at least double their audience size and get that positive result. So if you switch from thinking about yourself, very stressful, to thinking about, hey, I'm going to just make things really big for everyone, it always falls into place for me. That's how I've grown my business over the last few, few years. That's been the biggest change from thinking of, I got a steel raise list to thinking I'm going to double raise list. And that's probably 7x my business. I got to take some notes on that. That's good stuff. <laughs> I think that that idea of abundance too, if you just approach your summit that way, it's it's like, I'm here to help attendees first. So I'm going to get good speakers. I'm here to double my, you know, affiliates lists. And so if you're hosting and you're just like, I'm worried about like, you know, I ended every interview with where can they find Jonathan? Then you know, I, I want to send as many people from the summit to your page, check you out, get on your list. I th- also think as a, if you're going to be a summit host, you should be on as many lists as possible because that's how you learn about the people you're, you potentially want to ask. And you can also hit reply every once in a while and give them a compliment and, and kind of try to start breaking the ice. Yeah. Like I was working on, working on a project with a friend of mine to start hiring influencers to do TikTok videos for his brand. And we were writing the email last night. We were just writing this a few hours ago. And the email said, I want to pay you to make a video. Like, that's how we started the right game. Like, I want to pay you money. And I want to pay you. And the better video is we're going to pay you more and more every video you do. Like, we want to have a really long-term relationship. But we just focus on, I want to pay you to make a video you feel comfortable with. Here's the four areas we have products in. Tell me which one you're interested in. And it's not about us, right? It's like, I want to... That's feels good. Whenever someone says, hey, Jonathan, I want to pay you money. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. What do you want me to do? Right? Like... That's why every single celebrity is on um, Cameo, right? Because they all like an extra 500 or 1,000 bucks, even though some of them are like millionaires and billionaires, they'll still do that stuff, right? So 
that's the right way to approach people. Like when I email people to do any event with me, I go, hey, I want to put you, your name in lights next to me or next to these other people. So if I have like premier speakers, I'll say, I want to put your name in lights next to this person. I want to put your name in lights next to this person. So, and I want to put you in front of 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, whatever many people I can put them in front of. I want to say that like, God, I'm going to put you in front of 500 people. Still fine. That's still great, right? That's 500 people have met me before. So when you start that way, most people will say yes. You'll be surprised who you can get. You, know, you saw like my summit, your summit. We had people that have audiences in the millions or tens of millions. They still show up because that's how everyone built their business. Everyone started out, whether it's you know the president started out at the bottom of the tree, slowly getting known by more and more people, and then you become president. Everyone knows who you are, and then you're gone, and then the next person's running for president. And you have to start at the same place. If nobody knows who you are, you build your audience by appearing in front of as many people as you can. This is why I'm appearing on your summit, right? Because I want more people to see my face to recognize me. So if they see my video on YouTube, they go, "I recognize that background. I recognize that face." Because that familiarity helps to grow your business. So most people, unless they're super busy, will say yes. It's usually the main reason people say no is because it's totally not relevant to them. Like I got invited to speak on the work from home mom summit. And I said, well, I'm a work from home dad, right? Like I'm not sure it's the right fit for me. And it turned out not to be. But otherwise, you know, I appear on most things. Most times people ask me about their podcast. I think I always say yes, unless I forget. If it gets on my calendar, I do it. So I've definitely appeared on like podcasts. I'm like, I don't know how this guy found me. I don't know how this got on my calendar, but I'm there. So people will say yes a lot more than you think, certainly to appearing on the interview. The second part, getting the mail, that's the second challenge. And I've tried all of that stuff. A lot of people, they say yes on the video and then afterwards, you're still chasing them. But people that are smaller, pretty much always mail. It's only people that are bigger and they kind of become, I don't know a word I can say on your summit for it, but like... <laughs> They're like looking down their nose. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, you know, when I go to the bathroom, it smells like roses. I'm like, "Uh, I don't think that it does. (laughs) Right? Like, I don't think that's accurate. So honestly, the reason, this is a core thing, the reason I work for myself is uh, I don't want to work with people I don't like. I don't want to interview people I don't like. And I haven't had to do that, right? Even the people that I interview are too busy. It's usually the people around them that are blocking them. You know, like, it's very hard to get access to them. They're playing that game. So I'd rather just work with people that are excited to be there. Like, wow, this is amazing. I want to be there. And so that's why, yeah, from now on my summits, I don't think I'm going to do names. Plus then I'll be the most famous person there. It's like, I'll be the coolest person at the party and that's okay. So that's kind of my mindset this year. Maybe next year I'll change my mind again, but that's really what I'm thinking about. I've kind of been thinking about my outreach list of who I'm going to go after. I'm really focusing on smaller people that are making smaller amounts of money so that when they do participate in a summit, they make a couple thousand it will, it will be significant for them. And they'll be excited where someone is a millionaire doesn't care. So that's kind of what I'm thinking about. Yeah. I, I like that approach too, because it's just, you know, helping others. And, you know, it's like, Hey, remember how it was to start out. And, you know, I remember like getting a 20 or $40 affiliate commission felt like I got something for free. And then, but every time you move up, when you start making, you know, if you can make 2000 from a promotion, then you're, you're, you know, you're starting to be able to, you know, be independent. And that's, that's key. Um, and the, you know, I wanted to point out that I emailed you the, this morning about this interview and you booked same day hours away. So I, I, well, thank you for one. And two, it's, I mean, that that's proof, you know, that that's, you're somebody that like probably doesn't need to do that, but you're still, like you just said, doing that as much as you can, because it is free publicity to other people's audiences. You know, it's worthwhile. It's not even just a podcast where you see my audience is seeing you, you know, the other speakers audiences are going to get to see you and get, and get, you know, learn from your knowledge. So that's amazing stuff. 
So, uh, you know, to me, there's a lot of counterintuitive stuff that you shared today, but what's the best way for people to one, get on your list or, uh, you know, get in touch with you? Where, where do you want them to go? Yeah. So you can go to give to get free.com, which is my main website for giving away my book, Give to Get. I wrote a book that's about the power of generosity. It's basically this whole concept and talking about how when I switch from thinking of like, I have to compete with everyone else and steal their audience, or I have to compete with other authors because people who like my book, if they see their book, they'll stop liking me. When I let go of that, kind of release that and start thinking about collaborations and alliances, my business massively exploded. My stress levels went down. And it's like, as much as I was complaining earlier about rich people problems, like the same thing you're talking about, like for me, a commission under $100, I don't even pay attention. Right. And I've got that level because of doing these things. And again, like most people would love to get to that level, right? An extra $100 a day is amazing. So, um, that book will teach you how to do it. It covers everything. Or you can buy Amazon and pay the $25 if you want. It is a bestseller, but I want to give it away. It's really part of my new mission for the 2020s and going forward is showing people that it's a lot easier if you focus on giving than selling. I don't do, as you know, a lot of hard selling. So most of what I say is, hey, this book is cool. Or hey, this course is cool. Check it out. If you hate it, don't buy it. So it's let me shift that mindset. And that's at givetogetfree.com. Awesome. That's that's great stuff, Jonathan. Appreciate you, especially on short notice, just getting together with me. And uh, as a pleasure, it's always a pleasure chatting with you. And uh, everybody, give to getfree.com. And we'll have the link below this video. But great stuff. And if you want to, uh, you know, maximize your summit, you got you get doing some counterintuitive things like adding a couple tiers, adding a bump. Consider the, you know, elevating others below you, not just trying to get, I mean, this, I think that's a big mistake everybody makes. They think they want all A-listers and that's not, that's not where the, the, the long-term is the B and the, and the C's that you're lifting up. Uh, So that's great stuff. And anyway, thanks again, Jonathan, amazing stuff. And we will talk to everybody soon. Hi, thanks for having me. Hey everybody. Thanks for joining me on this episode of book profit secrets you know abraham lincoln once said if he had six hours to chop down a tree he would spend the first four sharpening his axe that's what this podcast is meant to do that's also what we do on our site our companion site ray.fm so check us out there and sharpen your axe increase your influence income and audience and we'll see you next time